Yo, yo, yo. What's up to our first ever co-podcast? I am Marge on ChemCam. Lila Losi. And we don't have a name for the podcast, so it's just going to be our names. But anyways, um, welcome. Um, hi, Lila. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, you know. So I just got out of school. She took the day off. And yeah. I was here all day. Yeah. She didn't cool. tell me. She didn't tell me she was here. It was, it was cool. I needed a, to be alone and just spend time with God. That's what I wanted. Yeah. That's so, so true. Sometimes you need to do that. And I had the opposite day. I spent a lot of time with people today. That's good, too. That's so. also spending time with God. I mean, people like do reflect God. So Yeah. And I was reaching out. But anyways, before we get started, yeah. um, let's go ahead and pray. And Lila, will you... Please Ooh, okay. pray for us. Okay, well, the topic that we're going to talk about today, I mean, I know we're going to have like a conversation, but we're going to talk about like dating, lust, you know, singleness and all this stuff. So I'm going to wanna talk more, like pray about that and just where God will guide us in that conversation. So um, God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much for this time um, that we get to speak um, with each other about these conversations that sometimes people have difficulty speaking in. I pray that whatever, whoever the viewer is watching this, that they will feel guided by you and that um, they'll feel spoken to and heard if they haven't felt heard. I pray for against any um, doubts, um, any loneliness, anybody dealing with di- different struggles when it comes to these topics. I pray that they'll feel some clarity and that they'll feel like they belong um, with like with us and with you, God. And I just thank you so much. And I pray that this that you will speak through us. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, before we get um, started talking about the... All these topics. All these topics. Hot topics. This, uh, I was going to say hot stuff. But I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if I could say that, you know, because it's like a Christian I mean, podcast. I mean, they are hot. Like, they're topics that people like to listen to. Yeah. I know I watch a lot of videos about stuff That's like true. this. And it's, some, you know, sometimes I feel like it's a stigma, too, to be yeah. like... But uh, before we do that, I just want to clarify, we are not dating... Uh, oh, in yeah. case you think just because we're talking about dating and stuff like we're not together, okay? We're, we're, we're just friends. friends. We're Good friends. friends. Men and women can be friends. Yes, brothers and sisters in brothers Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ, yes. All right. But before that, um, I did have a question for Lila that she doesn't know about. Ooh, um, okay. All right, so I know we met, um, I don't know, like a year ago? Was it a year ago? It was literally a year ago. A year I, and some change? Uh, probably a year ago, though. I think I remember it being like in... Oh, it was when you it's went like, on the retreat. The retreat. Oh, it was right friend, after, right? With my sister, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we met there, and mm-hmm. I remember we bonded over, you know, just films. Oh, yes. And what the question I wanted to ask you that was, since I saw you last year in, in, in that space, and I know you were, like, um, you know, still in, early in your walk, maybe yes. a couple months in, mm-hmm. and I know you were talking about film, you had an interest in film. I just wanted to ask, you know, how how is the perspective of film now, now that Ooh. you have, you know, this okay. relationship with God and with Christ, has it changed? Has it stayed the same? Are you still able to make films the way you used to, or do you feel like you need a, a new way to um, Yeah, create? that's a good question. So I used to make films um, like a lot back when I was 20. Um, so it's been like, I'm 24 now, so it's been like four years. And I used to make a lot of horror films because I was in the world. I became a Christian again, when, um, which was last year, which was when Marjan met me. I was going into my Christian walk already probably like six months in, taking it more serious, but it was definitely like a rocky road. And I went viral on TikTok. I don't mm-hmm. know 
if I told you that, but I would, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I got like a lot of my followings because I would post like these crazy story ideas. Mm-hmm. Like they were kind of like horror ideas or like just stuff that didn't make any sense. People were like, what is this? Or people would be like, wow, this is mm-hmm. a really cool writing prompt because I've always loved creativity. But I feel like, um, lately I felt like God, um, called me out of that. And I still want to make films. Like I mm-hmm. still love making films, but back then it was more for me. Um, which is the reason why I would do horror films because mm. I just loved I I just love like the suspense, but mm. I want to do more like in a suspenseful way before God because obviously like, when you read the Bible it's like very mysterious and there are times where when you're reading like the Bible stories mm. you are is there anything? Oh no, I'm just don't don't worry about it. Okay, sorry. No, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Um, well, when you're reading like the Bible stories, you're in suspense, you know, you want to like know what's next. So I think lately, instead of making horror films that are for the world, I want to make more like creative films, kind of like, I really love Black Mirror. Have mm-hmm. you seen that show on Netflix? I've seen some of it. It's like thriller. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, futuristic. So I want to do stuff like that, but in a, I want to point people like to God, but in a creative way mm-hmm. and always like mention him, um, we actually went to go watch The Shift yeah. um, like two days ago with one of, my, one of my other friends. So stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. when I was watching The Shift, I was like, wow, this is so cool because it, they're telling the story of God and who he is in a very creative mm-hmm. way. So my my perspective on film has changed a lot. Before it used to be mm-hmm. just like horror, horror. Mm-hmm. And now it's more like I want to do it for God yeah. instead of for me. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's all that matters, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because, you know, I distinctly remember uh, your phase and that. And I was like... You know, because where you were at, I remember I was at that place too when it comes to making films. Because a a part of my testimony is that, you know, um, after I accepted Christ, I needed a new outlet to like, you know, for my creativity. And and I was like, oh, I can't make films that have like, are designed or designated towards war or or even Mm. like stuff like that, stuff of the world. Mm. And when I was, remember when I was talking to you, I was like, oh, like she's still kind of into like making those kind of films. And I was like... Wow. Okay. Um, I I know what it's like, and it's like it's a process. It's a process. Then I was like, you know, I think I feel like God is one day she, she's, He's gonna use you, like to make films for Him in the same way that like He's uh, given me um, yeah. this this gift as well, and other a lot of other people. And it's so it's so cool to hear now that wow. Okay. Like yeah, that the perspective transition, has changed. It yeah. has changed, and it was like because yeah. I, I would see your stuff and like your ideas yeah. and I was like I mean okay. it was literally like you saw it and I did that like last year I made those films like four years ago mm-hmm. so when you saw it it was like probably three years ago that mm-hmm. I had made them so I wasn't a Christian at the time mm-hmm. so the way I saw the world and the way I wrote was so so different like there mm-hmm. are times where I even like read my old scripts and they're mm-hmm. just super different than what I used to write mm-hmm. back then because I, I used to write like a lot even a lot about like like kind of perverted stuff like mm-hmm. stuff that like you would see in Gossip Girl or yeah. Riverdale like shows of like sex scenes like I would write sex scenes like I wouldn't go in detail about it but yeah. I would write that stuff because mm-hmm. that's what you know you see on like TV shows you yeah. see on um, Netflix so I, I would write them down so mm-hmm. now I'm like now I'm like no I don't want to put that up mm-hmm. there because we don't need to like you can talk about a sex scene like you can t- make it obvious that someone like slept mm-hmm. with the other mm-hmm. without showing the whole thing yeah. you know a lot of like Netflix is like pornography nowadays. Yeah, sure. I actually canceled my subscription mm-hmm. probably like a year and a half ago because I was like, I do not need to be tempted to go watch this stuff mm-hmm. and watch like porn and mm-hmm. basically watching Netflix at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also cool that I, I got to see like you at this cusp of like you transitioning over and it's like really cool to see it in another person. And it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, that's, that's just the, the power of God and how he's able to change people. Yeah. But anyway, since, you know, we're on that topic already of, we're the last, last, the last so, yeah. I mean, 
let's talk about it. Um, I mean, I know you had some stuff planned out, so you yeah. know, what, what do you got? You know, yeah. Look, I mean, you asked me a question. I guess. I mean, I want to start off, I guess, with our testimonies yeah, because okay. I feel like I don't really know much. Of, I do. Oh, you don't. I know like a few things about um, Marjorie. I know that he was in the military. I know that he was. Actually, that's probably all I know. I know like, you're a I Christian. I know you went to jail. I know you found Jesus in jail, which I think is super cool. Kind of. I mean, oh, first encounter. Okay. First encounter. So what, I guess, in short version, because I know I'm pretty sure it's like there's so many details, yeah, but short what... version, how did you come to know Christ? All right. So I had a jail thing, um, 2021, pray to God to get me free. He got me free. Um, there's a lot of details in that, but that's just, that's just that's a short the, version. That's the gist of it. But six months after that, I was, just, I was still living in the world, you know, still doing the same thing, fornication. Um, I was doing witchcraft and all that. But after those six months, uh, I felt like God was calling me like, hey, remember that prayer that you prayed in the jail cell? Because when I was in jail, I was like, hey, God, if you're there, Jesus. I said, Jesus, like, Lord, if you get me out, I'll be a preacher. I'll be a pastor. I'll preach the gospel. I was not a Christian at that point. I was like doing witchcraft and just I was just out of desperation. And, you know, God delivered. Mm. And maybe he planted that in my heart to kind of like get me, you know, to kind of snatch me. And yeah, for sure. Some, God uses like the evil against mm-hmm. you for good. So, w- can I ask why you were in jail? Oh no, that, that's just, uh, for a different story. You know, I used to tell it a lot, but now I've like realized with discernment, like it's not always the best story to say. Oh. Um, it's, it's for private reasons. Okay. Okay. So, you should have told me not to ask you that. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. Like, I'm because I before we did the podcast, I was like, "Is there one thing I cannot ask you?" Like, and he said, "No, go go ahead." Yeah, you could ask me that, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna answer the question. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Okay. Okay. But hey, I want to know now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe offline. Maybe a few years down the road, okay, we have to get to sorry, like y'all. a different level of like uh, okay openness. For- like it's not something I tell everybody. You know, okay. it's a special place. And were you only there for a day? I was there for like three hours, three or four hours. Oh, three hours. Yeah, it was and like the nighttime. Were- it's wow. like I was there. Then never. When I left that that jail, I was like. I felt like I died and came back to life because I was. Wow. I felt like my life was gonna be over. Like, you like you resurrected in a way. Yeah, it was oh. like a f- one of my resurrection periods, I guess you could say. Okay, but, and what do you say? I guess since you bec- I became a Christian, how old were you? Oh, that was like 25, 26. Maybe. Okay, and what were you, what were your struggles with lust before then? Before yeah. becoming a Christian? Uh, before Christian, um, definitely there was a lot of you know, you know fornication. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of that and just like having the idea that, you know, I'm free to like sleep with anybody, you know, yeah. it's a spiritual thing. Cause I know in like a lot of other spiritual practices, like new age is like, you know, it's, it's part of your spirituality. Go yeah. and spread it. It's not normal. It's normal human nature. And stuff like that. So definitely that, um, and 2020, like before I, like I was meeting Christ, like th- during that period, I think that was like the hardest, um, when it came to like watching a lot of pornography and stuff like that. 2020? 2021. Mm. 2021. Oh, 2021. I always had like, because um, I knew porn was bad even, yeah. you know, before Christian. And yeah. I would say like, I was super disciplined and being like, oh, do this whole no fap thing. Don't masturbate. Like use it to like cultivate your spiritual energy. Wait, the what? So, the no fap? They call it no fap. That oh. means don't fap. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I mean, for, I'm not guy. It's I don't for, know. for a dude, like there's a Reddit page, but I was okay. super into that. And I knew that, you know, masturbating and pornography were bad so i had you always knew i always knew and Deep i had down. good um phases where like i would stop and stuff like that oh, but okay. definitely during that jail time and during that period of my life that was like the worst like 2021 or prior to meeting christ i think that was like the worst period of like sexual immorality in my oh, life oh wow what was before you met, met christ what was the longest you were able to go without it uh well like like masturbation yeah. and pornography mm-hmm. i mean i've had stints i mean basic training like two months 
Okay. Maybe one month ish. Like it would like repeat on a cycle where like I go like one month, forty oh, days. Okay. What do you mean stints? Like I'd be good for like a certain amount, mm. and then like I'd fall back into it a little bit, then. Then good for a certain repeat. amount. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of people when they're slowly healing from it, like yeah. they relapse and yeah. they're able to go again without it for a yeah. few months and then go back, and it's like this cycle. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Christians deal with that. I know that like Christian men deal a lot with yeah. that, and. Christian women, I think it's starting to get there, yeah. especially now because social media, like yeah. there is, like everything's sexualized. Even with music, like mm-hmm. I, I stopped to listening to a lot of songs from. I used to listen to a lot of like artists that were that would talk about like mm-hmm. sex, women, drugs, yeah. rap. Like rap is one of the main things, and yeah. it's like so big in our culture today. So I think um, I feel like women are being impacted too, especially mm-hmm. being sex so sexualized. Yeah. I mean, I feel like ever since I was young, I always felt mm-hmm. like I was sexualized, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think most girls deal with that. So obviously, when you feel sexualized, you're gonna go to that for mm-hmm. comfort, and that's like a lot of times it's porn or it mm-hmm. could be other men. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of like uh, talk about that a bit more, as far as like um, like actual fornication. I mean, so this is the miraculous thing about me being saved. It was on October 30, 2021. That's oh, when... that's my birthday. Really? Yeah. That's I... amazing. Yeah, that was my, hey, that's my birthday. That's God right there. October 30th, yeah. That's God. And that was the day that my official military contract ended. Oh, wow. And it was like, it ended on 29th, then on the 30th, that's when I like gave my life to Christ. And I didn't know it until I looked back at the, the dates. Cause, wow. Because I had to look at my papers. I was like, wait a minute. The day that I got out of the military officially, like out of inactive reserve, Yeah. the day after, you know... I gave my life to Christ. And here, here's the thing. So the week prior to me giving my life to Christ, I was still fornicating. Like, I still, like, I fornicated, but I went yeah. on, like, a, a church retreat, like, to Catalina Islands oh, that weekend. Oh, okay. That's when I gave my life to Christ. And after that, I had not fornicated ever since. Wow. Like, it's been, like, two two plus years. That's and, amazing. And it's, like, it's not through my own power because definitely I've had times where, like, man, I want to, I want to, I want to. Of course. But for him, yeah. God, yeah. like, like, there's something that he just, like, yeah. Cut out completely. Like, there was no struggle, really. Wow. Like, it was effortless. It was all just, like, if there's a situation, like, God finds a way to steer me away to from it. steer you away from it. So. Wow. So that's a miraculous thing about it. But when it came to, like, pornography and masturbation, you know, that's still something I struggled with. Struggled with after Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. We all, I think we all have our BC story yeah. and then AD after, yeah. de- like, I guess after resurrection yeah. story, AR, we yeah. would say. Because I feel like I had my BC and also mm-hmm. my... AD after which is after now I'm with God after mm-hmm. the resurrection mm-hmm. yeah and what does that look like what's so for me your... yeah so BC before Christ I started watching porn when I was 14 mm-hmm. it, I started watching it through a Netflix show um that I won't name because I don't want to promote yeah. it at all but I started watching it through there and then that's honestly I don't remember the exact moment when I was on a porn website I wish I could remember because yeah. I have a good memory but I don't remember that and then I just started watching kind of like just like a, as a hobby like mm-hmm. I would just watch it when I had free time I would log I remember I knew it was always wrong I mean I grew up in a Christian home but my parents never talked about porn I don't think my parents mm-hmm. were raised in a in an era that had that had like they were I mean they're I don't know they're not millennials they're way too old mm-hmm. I don't know they're like in their 50s so yeah. they didn't have anything about online world nothing like that so they weren't they didn't have that temptation i'm sure that they had magazines yeah. but definitely not, not not the temptation of how we do where it's like every day we see something or it's so easily accessible nowadays but i always knew that it was wrong deep down because i feel like even with porn i was watching this thing where it's like you know it's shameful because you, you're not out there like showing people like you're yeah. not out there just watching it in public yeah. unless you're like a weirdo mm-hmm. but you're not out there watching it in public like you're watching it in secret because you know that there's a shame aspect mm-hmm. to it like you never see even people that aren't christian 
position. They're yeah. always watching it in private. Yeah. They know that there's something shameful about this. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be done in private because yeah. that's the way God designed us. So for me, I would do it in private in my room. And when I, it's crazy enough that a year later, I, when I was 15 is when I came to Jesus mm-hmm. and I really knew God. I, I always knew who God was. I always say like, I knew who God mm-hmm. was, but when I was 15, it's like we shook hands and yeah. we actually met each other. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with God mm-hmm. because he's so, he was so beautiful to me. I remember, mm-hmm. I always remember this like really distinct, um, like vacation that I had. I went to San Francisco mm-hmm. and I was reading this book called God is Amazing. I was like a 15-year-old girl. I was so in love with God. And I remember put, putting on my earphones, mm. you know, like that, like when you put your headphones on to like a great yeah. song and you're just like, we passed by like the Golden Gate Bridge in San mm. Francisco. And I was just like, I just felt so in love with who God mm. was because I just saw like the view of everything mm. and just experiencing that. But I knew I was still dealing with pornography, yeah. but I had fallen in love with God a year, a year later. And I feel like the devil works that way where mm. he got me when I was very vulnerable yeah. at 14 before God, he got me. And then he knew that I was going to meet God a mm. year later a year later so that's why he got me before then Mm -hmm. um so i knew it was a problem but i wasn't i was still very confused with my walk in faith because i feel like i was still really lukewarm like i still wanted the world i wanted to experience how you said like fornication Mm -hmm. i wanted to experience all those things and i got involved in this church later on when i was like 17 that was very toxic it was really like how you how we were talking about earlier like dogmatic Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. church politics there was just so much drama all the time and it was sad enough that a lot of the leaders that were in the the church were dating and they were hooking Mm -hmm. up with each other and I was just like this is I always know like this is not how church is supposed to be this is not how leaders are supposed to be but that's what I saw so it definitely made me look down at church and kind of like take me away from Mm -hmm. God but I always had God in my heart there was always something deep down that knew I was going to go back to God so after that um, it was during COVID where maybe like a few months earlier even I decided to kind of just like be lukewarm and allow Mm -hmm. that and allow myself to do whatever so I started dating a lot I started Mm -hmm. dating like online I started dating people that I knew from work and with them I would I wouldn't ever go all the way but mm. I definitely did a lot of stuff with them mm. that I knew that was impure that mm. God, God wouldn't he wasn't pleased with because yeah. even though you're a virgin that doesn't mean you're pure yeah i feel like a lot of people in the church they think that just because they're virgins but they're out here watching pornography mm. they're out here doing everything else but the full thing like mm. you're still not being pure mm. you're still not following god like god doesn't ask for a virgin heart he asks yeah. for a pure heart mm. and i wasn't that i i was a virgin technically by like mm. society standards but i was not pure in god's eyes mm. because i was watching pornography i was dating guys and like kind of teasing them you know and i was mm. also um listening to music that talked about that was perverting my mind i yeah. feel like the music nowadays has so much demons in it mm-hmm. like cardi b and Nicki Minaj. i don't know what kind of music you would listen to before mm-hmm. but that's what i i loved like cardi b back mm-hmm. then i loved like tory lanes like all those artists so that's kind of how i got in my my trap with lust i was mm-hmm. trapped by lust in that um and i think i got really broken by it and mm-hmm. honestly god really did use that evil for good because um, the, I got so hurt through lust because I was dating without the intentions of marriage. Mm-hmm. It was more for fun and I got hurt. So that made me realize that God's way was right. Yeah. That it, he was actually not lying when he said, wait till marriage, because so many people nowadays are getting hurt mm-hmm. because it's, we're dating for fun instead of dating for actual purpose. And mm-hmm. that's why divorce rates are skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. More people are like, I feel like more people are seen, are lonelier than ever, yeah. even yeah. though people are dating. They're yeah. like, they're, I feel like we have the high, we have a generation of the highest body count. Mm-hmm. But the lowest, the most lonely generation yes, as well. Absolutely. So it's like the, mm-hmm. it's like two things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. And it's like a lie from the enemy to be like, you know, it's fun. You know, explore your sexuality. With you got to try as many things that you want. Yeah. And you know, since we're on that topic of you know trying so many things, um, it, 
it's about like that's the way the dating scene works mm-hmm. and since we're on the topic of dating you know yeah. <laughs> what about dating when it comes to the christian church all right how's okay. your experience with that have you do you approach it the, the same way that you um approach dating in the world or has your views changed regarding it oh for or, sure or is your dating life like a zero So before um, Christ, uh, I feel like it was so easy to date because there's so many options. Mm -hmm. People like you, you, there's, especially with dating apps and even Mm -hmm. Instagram, there are so many options nowadays. It's, um, at least, I don't know how it is for guys, but I know for girls, it's so, it's easy because it like, it's kind of sad. It's a sad reality that a lot of men nowadays are super lonely and they think just if one girl gives them attention, they just do everything for her to an extent. I mean, there's obviously still a lot of guys that know their worth and there's also men who are dogs, like they're Mm. really bad people. So there's all kinds of things. But before Christ, it was really easy. I was always, always somebody, you know, there Mm -hmm. was always someone at my job. There was always something, someone setting up in my DMs, but also it's because I made myself really easy too. I was always available. I was posting thirst traps on my Instagram I remember I would go out of my way to hide all my family mm-hmm. my family and my relatives like and my friends from my stories on Instagram mm-hmm. you did you know that you could do that I, I did can, yeah where you yeah. can hide your story so I would do that I would hide mm-hmm. all, I probably would have hid you if I had you back then <laughs> <laughs> I, I hid everybody and I would just make it for like my crush oh. like my only my person only the guy that I liked could see it you know yeah. or the guys I liked because there yeah. was always multiple of them that was like oh let me like only they could see it because I want attention from them you know but I would put myself out there and I feel like a lot of times if you the kind of person that you're putting out there is what you're gonna get back yeah. so I'll put like this desperate you know lonely girl that wanted attention because I think that when I see a lot of girls that are half naked like i feel like on instagram like you know that they want attention and Mm. why do they want attention in that way because they think that's all they can get they think that's all that they're worth and Mm. i thought the same thing i thought i believe those lies of the devil but those those um thirst traps left me with nothing they left Mm. me like if anything more thirsty for for something real Mm. water because Mm. it was never fulfilling Mm -hmm. it was i would go on dates and i would be called beautiful but it was never enough because i didn't i knew that at the end of the day all they wanted me was all they wanted from me was my body they didn't yeah. actually want to know me so before that i would date a lot of bad guys mm. um i think us girls i don't know i mean shout out to the girls that love the good guys that's amazing and like honestly i'm like that now <laughs> now i've changed <laughs> because i feel like um especially on at least for me i was i definitely believed a lie when i would watch a lot of tv shows where the good girl could fix the bad guy and mm. i thought if See. i meet like a bad boy i can fix him i don't know what's up with us women but a lot of times we like to be saviors we Mm -hmm. want to save the man the man that's broken and stuff Mm -hmm. but we can't do that like that's up to god and i wanted to do that and i would constantly date like bad boys and try to get them to fall for me and try to and i would end up falling for them and it would just be this whole cycle of just so much pain Mm -hmm. you know of hookup culture i was involved in hookup culture Mm -hmm. expecting a relationship when um i was doing everything but like Mm -hmm. to get a relationship Mm so um that's what happened before Jesus. After Jesus, I did go on a few dates, mm-hmm. and this was last year. I went on a few dates that were very, honestly, probably some of the best dates I've been mm-hmm. on because I wasn't going with the intention of doing something sexual with them. Mm-hmm. I was going with actual like purpose to get to know them and get to talk to them. So there was one um, that it was this guy from high school I met, mm-hmm. um, and we we. 
um, well, we reconnected. He, he went to my old high. He went to my high school back then, and we reconnected, and we were reading our Bibles, and it was such a beautiful mm-hmm. day. Like it was honestly, it didn't go on longer than that, mm-hmm. but it was a really great day. It was actually like we got to know each other. I remember he even cried in front of me. Oh yeah, like he cried because he was opening up to me about yeah. his ex, which probably is a red flag because he's yeah, not over no. it. Yeah, it was a red flag. That's, nope. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why. God it, said no. Yeah, that's why it didn't work out. And honestly, it was it was only a one date, so I'm glad yeah. that we didn't like he didn't lead me on. I didn't lead him on. It was very genuine and we talked about how we were so happy to meet each other but Mm. we knew that we weren't for each other so Mm. i feel like that's how it should be you know it should be one day get to know each other hey could this work out be very honest i think nowadays we like to lie to each other Mm. like men and women like to manipulate each other and i mean i know you know this like manipulation Mm. is witchcraft oh yeah you know yeah so and then i went on a few others that were just very intentional Mm. i even went on one with this guy who wasn't a christian but I didn't do anything like that wasn't non-Christian. Like I was very like an honest woman. I t- talked to him about God, if anything. Mm. And um, the day before, the day after, he told me like, "Thank you for that conversation. Mm. Like I really appreciated it." And I feel like I don't know if seeds were planted because I don't talk to him anymore. Yeah. But maybe they were because it was the first time that he ever talked to a girl that knew Jesus yeah. and wasn't trying to play games with someone, mm. you know, or trying to just be used for her body. So I mm. think it was something different. And I feel like us as Christian women, you know, we should do that more like go on and be very intentional you know not play games but yeah Mm. what about you what's your story with the before dating and an after date after uh before dating i'm just gonna give a i mean a quick thing i I talk a lot (laughs) it was uh, was horrible definitely the before yeah i never had was in like a formal relationship it was always like a you know friends with you know benefits kind of thing or dating that kind of stuff so i had that and um yeah, it was terrible. And, mm. you know, that led Why to a lot of Why was it terrible? Uh, there's a lot of details in there. I mean, like, that, uh, there's a lot, um, a lot of stories, okay? That's for, like, offline. <laughs> but um, as far as, like, after Christ, so my dating went basically zero, um, to be mm. honest. Like, right when I um, went to Christ, like, I mean, I had crushes, definitely. I was, like, there was girls that I met. I was like, oh, God, is this the one? You know, mm. and I yeah, definitely, like, I was approaching it that way. And yeah. every time, you know, it, it never worked out. Mm. Because I think in this period of my life, at least, you know, coming to Christ, he just, you know, just from looking, reflecting on, like, the actual things that happen, it's like God telling me, like, hey, like, you need to spend, like, these next however season to, you know, detox from yeah. all the bad habits that, you know, I acquired um, throughout my whole life because there's a lot of because for me um, getting married like finding the one that was an idol that was like mm. that was my god you know yeah and that's how it was also in, like you know in witchcraft and new age it's like oh. in order to feel complete you have to find your soulmate oh, or really? that twin flame that the other half of your soul and you know those were the type of like um, genres that I like to listen to like in music and also like in movies I would watch a lot of romance movies Aww. I would watch like yeah, I play instruments too, and um. Yeah, you're a romantic. I was a romantic, Aww. and I would play love songs. I would even like go to girls and like serenade them, and Aww. that was my trick right there. Just play them like yeah. a song, and it's like, oh my gosh, you're so good. But um, but yeah, like as far as dating, um, there's there has been zero zero traction in that, and um, it definitely has been a very humbling experience for me because I know it's what God used to yeah. get me into His kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because like, in order to, like. I'm in a Christian fellowship right now called Inner Varsity. And yeah. in order for me to want to go, 
like a pretty girl had to approach me and be like, hey, I'm part really? of InterVarsity. And I was like, oh, that girl's pretty. That's you know? so funny. I think there's going to be a lot of pretty girls there, so I'm going to go. And the crazy thing for me is like there's so many options. Yeah, like, there in, is. In there's Christian a of, community. Yeah. But it's like God's like, no, like you can't date anybody here. You know, mm. all of these people, they're your brothers, they're your sisters. Why did I say brothers? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was Marjorie, of, straight, sy- I think, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe my sinful nature is, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, there were so many like beautiful women, like women of God, but it's like yeah. every time God was like, hey, like, no, like it's. and Not this I've, one. Yeah. None of them yeah. at all. Because he gave me the, basically, there was something I felt like throughout my whole college career is like, hey, like you're not going to date anybody. Like, in your college career. I just knew that deep down in my heart. But I was, like, trying to force it. But it wasn't until, like, these past six months where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to trust that I'm just going to focus on God wholly Mm -hmm. and completely and see where that goes. And the day I did that, like, that whole week, like, I was so blessed. Um, Wow. I was blessed, like, spiritually and even, like, materially, too. Because there's so many things that happened that week that was just like, wow, like, I'm getting so much free stuff from people. And I feel complete. And that, that was the time in my life where I was like... Wow, like God didn't lie when he said you're gonna find completeness in Jesus Christ. Like just you, by him. Just by him alone. And it might yeah. not be a physical completeness, but in the spirit, like you'll find a peace that like can overcome anything that you want. And like time and time again, I like these last six months I've had to like re experience and be like, dang it, man, yeah. why am I still searching for stuff like outside of God, like for complete completeness? Yeah. And every time I go back to him, it's like, hey man, like this is all you need and everything else like he'll give you everything else you need and everything else is extra you know like the yeah. the life that you have the food that you have the relationships like um all those things like will will be you know be extra on top of you know yeah. what jesus christ already gives you in completeness and you know i live alone so it's like yeah and he's moving out soon i'm moving so, out yeah, soon so, so you know maybe god will lift the veil of that yeah who knows so we'll see i think it's interesting because i feel like we're both very similar mm. um we're both you know we both had a crazy past like of dating multiple people and then now we're like we're in singleness Mm -hmm. and we're um talk like we're getting closer to god in Mm -hmm. that and i can honestly relate as long a a lot as well i think one of the main reasons why i came to god and i'm being honest is Mm -hmm. that because i wanted to find a man of god because i was Mm -hmm. tired of the games i I didn't really come in a genuine way and Mm -hmm. i remember it was last year around march um I was dating. I went on a date with my old coworkers who mm. we had gone one, one day before and I know he liked me and he wanted to like be with me. Mm. But I always I didn't have like there was no connection, I felt, yeah. you know, and when I um, before I went on the date with him, um, I, pr- I was praying to God and I was excited for the date. I was mm. like, OK, maybe this could be my boyfriend. Like, who knows? I was super excited. Yeah. And I and I felt God, even though I didn't want to accept it, I yeah. felt God telling me this is not going to be your boyfriend. Yeah. Um I just got you back. I'm not going to give you away mm. because I had just became Christian like two months before that, yeah. that I was going on this day with this guy. So I feel like, and I was kind of disappointed, you know, and I mm. thought I would be with someone by now, you know, I was like, but I'm not. Mm. And I think last year, and this is kind of, I think where I related where with God, you, you feel a lot of peace, mm-hmm. even though you're not with someone yeah. and you see so many couples, a lot of times those couples, like you don't know what's going on behind yeah. closed doors where there are probably so much fights because God mm-hmm. is not in the center. I don't think I've ever envied a worldly couple yeah. that I've seen. I've always, if I'm being honest, I have envied godly couples. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I want that. Like I desire like a godly mm-hmm. relationship. But when I've seen a worldly couple, I've never really envied it because it's been kind of like, it's been disastrous. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are of course, 
course, those exceptions. Yeah. And I just haven't seen it, if I'm being honest. This mm. is just my own point of view in my life that I've lived. I mm. haven't seen a worldly couple that has genuinely been happy. But I know that there's definitely those out there. So there's, there's exceptions. But for... Me, I was going to get in a relationship um, again last year from this guy that I met online. Mm-hmm. And he was giving me everything that um, I wanted, you know, a relationship. Yeah. I wanted to be with someone. But I, this guy wasn't a Christian. And he. this is where I fell into sin. And I kind of mm-hmm. fell back into pornography. Because last year, I had given up porn um, in April. Mm-hmm. And I, I was f- sober for six months. Mm-hmm. I had never, ever in my life been sober for mm-hmm. even like two weeks from mm-hmm. porn. So six months was like a miracle. Mm-hmm. But then I met this guy. And I had been praying to God for a boyfriend. And this guy came out to my life. But he was doing everything that I know God would not be okay yeah. with. He was leading me to in bed. He was... God, he was guiding me into sin, you know, and even though we didn't go all the way and I kept my, my boundaries, it mm. was still sin. We were still doing sin with each yeah. other. And that's when I started watching porn again, because mm. I was like, I'm already in my sin. Might as well just go mm. the full, the full length. So mm. I did that. And this guy was giving me everything. And I, I said yes to him for a bit, but mm. then after, obviously it wasn't from God. And the Bible says if two, two men are going two different directions, yeah. there's no way they can, you mm. know, agree. I don't know. Some, it's like a, do you under, do you yeah. remember that verse? Do you know? Like, I mean, I know a similar one where it says, um, how can light partner with the darkness? Okay, I think that was yeah. like Corinthians, one of the Corinthians. Okay, yeah. So it was like that. And we were both just so different. We are not equally yoked. Mm. So I was in that relationship for a little while and it was on and off for a few months. But mm. even though I was with somebody, I wasn't at peace. And yeah. I think now that I'm single, I feel so much peace mm-hmm. just being with God. And yeah, there's times where I feel lonely and there's times mm. where I'm like, okay, what what am I doing? You know, mm. and I get kind of worried and I feel stressed in the middle of the night where I'm like, am I ever going to get married? You know, it's mm-hmm. like this stress. You're like kind of like like i'm getting older like god what's going on but i think i rather would i would rather be in that like Mm. being single and in peace with god than being in a relationship that is a counterfeit because any relationship that is not from god is a counterfeit absolutely and i think one thing i that i really always admire is my dad Mm. um he actually got married to married when he was 35. Oh, wow. Which is a pretty wow. old from, well, at least in Christian age, yeah. <laughs> 35 wow. years old. And so he got married at that age. And I think he was someone kind of like us where he was struggling, like wondering, and he was faithful. He was a faithful mm. man of God. He used to be a youth pastor. Yeah. And uh, he would meet beautiful women at the church, yeah. but they it never worked out. Mm. And then he met, he, pr- he told me that he prayed specifically for a woman like my mom. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what God gave him. Someone mm. just like my mom. Like my mom is, it's kind of funny, but my mom is like his type physically yeah. emotionally like in so many ways like that's his type mm. so god knew what he was building mm. in my mom for my dad mm. and so my mom and my dad got married and now they have us i'm the oldest and i have my sister mm. which is i'm i met marjan through my sister and then i have my younger brother mm. so my dad all, he definitely gives me hope in that way where i sometimes feel bad for being single but he tells me mm. he always is like he's like miha like enjoy your time right now yeah. like you're you have no responsibilities you are you I mean, not responsibilities in marriage because marriage is a huge responsibility mm-hmm. that we don't realize. So there's beauty in marriage, but there's also beauty in singleness. And I think that's mm-hmm. not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. There's always like Christian couples yeah. giving podcasts and we're just like, what about the singles, yeah. you know? And it's like, uh, like you feel like there's something wrong with you, yeah. you know? But that's not true. It's just that everybody is its own timing. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to accept mm-hmm. that, but I did. And I feel at so much peace now mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think... Marriage is a huge idol in the church. I mean, it's been yes. an idol for my life, and yes. you know, sometimes it's still there. You know, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be there, but God's like working, you know, in, in yeah. our lives and stuff like that. But like, 
it's a huge out on the church and it's like there's this pressure to be like oh like when is god gonna find me the one oh maybe i'm gonna be a single for the rest of my life like yeah. tears like maybe i'm gonna be like paul and the, like, the apostle. <laughs> like paul? <laughs> and it's like people get depressed over it but um you know these past six months you know accepting you know my singleness like because during the summer i decided like hey like god it's telling me like hey like you gotta lock in like you gotta focus on this one goal right now of like focusing on him graduating and, and leaving la no girls you he's graduating in i'm two graduating weeks. in two Yay. weeks that was the, the mission he gave me like that's hey, amazing like you gotta you gotta focus you gotta lock in and um yeah i realized like once i'm like locked in god like when I'm, he's truly like number one like yeah. nothing's over him in my heart like everything else i do is just like what like it's miraculous like, everything else will be added to you like uh, even like as a musician like the worship songs like that come out of me it's just like where did this come from? Like, this is, no. this is a miracle from God. Cause like I tested it once. Like I was like in the spirit, just like, man, I, I sound good. I'm not recording it right now, but I'm like, this sounds so good. Like my voice is making like, like extra. You can sing? Yeah, I can sing. I didn't know. Can yeah. you sing for us? No, 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 right no, no, later on. Sing a... No, this is for private sessions. All right. I'll do worship later. Everything's private in Martha. Yeah. Come on. So later on, maybe one of these days. But so I was like worshiping, right? Like I was like, this is the best worship session of my life. Then somebody texted me. And it was like a girl that kind of like, you know, triggers lust in me. I was like, mm. then I was just texting here kind of like, not lustfully, like flirty but or? I was not flirty, but I knew it was like, there was that intention in my that heart. Intention. Then when I went back to try to go worship, like I was like playing my guitar, trying to sing. I was like, the notes were off. And I was like, what the heck happened? Like, I just, I lost like the ability to like worship, like in that mm. moment. It, it took me like, maybe like. 10 minutes to kind of like get back in the groove but yeah. at that moment in time I was like oh man like like the, the spirit that God is giving me like to do things is just like it's it's totally based on him and what he wants to do mm-hmm. and if you try to go away from that it's like that's his spirit is not going to join you you know in mm-hmm. that and like that's just like an example of music. even when it comes to like playing basketball or doing and even today as I was like doing like a I was witnessing on campus mm-hmm. and I had to be like you know, try to reach people like, hey, do you need a space to vent? Because that was the activity that we we're doing. Like, what was coming out of me was like, I wouldn't say it was me because like, I'm not the type of person to like try to go sell stuff like outside or be flamboyant. I'm a huge introvert. Mm. But in those I'm times... Surprised. I feel like you were very extroverted. I am not. Me. Look, I live alone. <laughs> that, that should tell you enough, okay? I, I can go to the beach alone. I can go like eat by myself alone. I do that I feel like extroverts can still be alone though. I mean, I feel like they need like a lot of like people all all the time for me i get like if i'm around too much people i get i get drained but is it me or i feel like everybody says that they're an introvert nowadays i think nowadays yeah yeah everybody's like an introvert and it surprises me too i was like i think it's kind of bad because i think it's so easy to be introverted when you when you can be on your phone all day yeah and i think we do need social interaction there's nothing wrong with being introverted but social interaction is important even for Mm. introverts i think that what's that's what creates introverts too like our our phone dependency on like technology or inability to connect with a real person it mm-hmm. kind of shuts off that mechanism yep. it's it's scientific guys of, you know look it up yeah that's why people watch porn nowadays skyrocketing yeah. yeah people are more lonelier than ever connecting Sad. to like something that is fake yeah you know online it's also easier for men to get women online than it is in person oh that's definitely true you know they have so they have a, a gauntlet of what's a, a harem you mm-hmm. know of stuff i'm not gonna say like the words that describe it but like of just of, of women you know 
Yeah. I mean, their OnlyFans is like... It's, oh, yeah. People yeah. pay for OnlyFans nowadays. A lot of lonely men on there. Mm-hmm. Girls get rich off there because they're preying off lonely men. Yeah. And it's, it's really gross. I, I'm very against OnlyFans and mm-hmm. pornography and all that, but... I mean, obviously, in a in a utopia, we could get rid of it. But, yeah. But you well, were saying though, I cut you off. I, I s- forgot what I was talking about. But anyway, I think yeah. We're talking God, about music and how God. Oh, how God like you know moves to me like okay today you know I was like you know witnessing to people and I was like there are people that come by and like talk to me and I was like like when they would talk to me like something in me was listening for me. Mm-hmm. I was like there's like a it's God definitely he, like he's listening to that person like mm-hmm. and I could feel his spirit like just like loving. That wow. individual and it's like, That's so wow, cool. this is cool. Like, I'm here just like taking it in. Like, wow, I love this person. You know, because they were venting to you, right? They were venting to me, and like, because basically they had a sign at U- at UCLA mm-hmm. where what did it say? Like, need a space to vent. Need a space to yeah. vent, and so people could just go up there and vent to them, yeah. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just need to be heard. Yeah, they do, and it's like because I know before Christ, when people would vent to me, mm. like I would feel their all that emotion would like go to me and be like, I'd get stuck on it too, you know? Uh, you know I what I mean? But yeah, I during, feel that. During that moment, it was just like, I felt like God was taking that. Yeah, and it was like, that's I awesome. I didn't hold on to any of that. Yeah. It was just... It was all God. Yeah, it was all God. Like kind of like an insecurity. I know that sometimes when my girlfriends would vent to me about their certain insecurities, like with mm-hmm. their bodies or with boy drama, I would feel that insecurity yeah. too. And it would like be held on to me and it would kind of eat me up also. Yeah. Whereas now I don't feel that anymore. Now yeah. I know that they need Jesus and yeah. that has nothing to do with me. It's just them venting to me. Mm-hmm. That That's really true. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, how yeah. did you overcome like pornography or, or have you overcome I, it completely? Okay. I have not overcome it completely. Okay. And I know why. Because um, so for my first, when I met Christ, I stayed off pornography for one whole year. Wow. But I got back into it like a year after that. Oh. And I, and I, know, I know the reason behind it now. It's because... You know, porn, or overcoming pornography and lust was a huge idol for me too, mm. because it's a whole machismo thing. Where like, oh, you know, I overcome lust and pornography. I have the discipline to overcome it on my own. You know, I have the habits because I know all the techniques. You know, I, I took all the classes. Oh, I wow. took the therapy. Like, I paid thousands of dollars really? to know the information to overcome pornography and stuff like that. Wow. And you know, that was successful for me before Christ, right? Before but, Christ. But after Christ, like, I realized I had to rely on a different method. It, it was not a method that of like willpower or like discipline. It was a method of just um, relying on the Holy Spirit. And God has been using like me failing at, at you know, lust. Yeah. As far as like pornography. Like falling back into it. Falling back to it as like a way to, um, he's he's um, teaching me something because, you know, back in the day when I would like fall for pornography, I feel like bad, like awful, mm. like junk. But like now that like, you know, he's teaching me a way, he's basically telling me like, hey, it's, it's not the amount of days oh, away from pornography that it. that's oh. going to make you righteous. It's me. Because wow. there's have been some days where, like, I fell into it so bad. It just, I couldn't help it. Like, yeah. But then, like, the next day, like, I, I know where I'm at. Like, I yeah. know where my mind is at. But, like, then he'd come in and be like, oh, wow. like, talk to me to that. I was like, what the heck? Like, the interactions that I had with that person was, that was only God. Because mm. I know I feel dirty, but God, like, cleansed me right away. And mm. the reason he he's been doing that as far as like how I've seen it is because there's more stuff than lust in my life that I have issues with because Hmm. there's pride, you know, pridefulness. Like as far as if I go, if he gave me the ability to overcome lust for like five years, I'd be super prideful. I'd be like shaming people. You know, I'd be like saying like, Hey dude, like Like, your relationship with God is bad because you can't overcome pornography. You woman, you know, you're lustful man. something's wrong with your relationship. So there's pride involved. And um, also like recently he's been like, you lack forgiveness, like in, in your heart. You lack love mm. for people, and um, 
I've yeah. had those experiences too, where like some days where like I feel like really like the love of God and like loving yeah. people. Mm-hmm. This one time I was at the beach and it was just like God like pulled my attention towards like hey like you have a lot of hatred because of your experiences like in the military like you yeah. I hated being around crowds but Aww. during that moment at the beach like you know there's like naked women out there like yeah. then I was like I was filled with love so like I would look at a woman. And, uh-huh. like, I would not be able to lust over her. It's, like... Wow. I, could, I see them, like, as, like, a genuine, like, child. Like a soul. A soul. And I was, like, wow, I wow. love that person. Like, I see beautiful. the body. I see what they're wearing. But it's, like, yeah. there's no lust in my heart because there's that's love. That's so beautiful. And so that's why he's been t- teaching me, like, love means, you know, loving other people for... Seeing them for who they are. Not objectifying them. Not yeah. hating them. And also, like, forgiving them for their um, shortcomings as well. Because... Yeah. You know, loving others means also like giving them grace in the yeah. same way that God gives us grace. That's beautiful. It's like looking th- looking at them through God's eyes yeah. instead of the eyes of the world. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I used to do that too. Like I would mm-hmm. look at people without God, you know, yeah. I would, and then I would make me hate them or yeah. even be like not forgive them. Yeah. Um, wow. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But so you are still kind of you are still dealing with it. I mean, it's like. I wouldn't say, like, it's, like, a huge issue in my life where I'm, like, okay. so concerned about it because, like, for the majority of my day, it's just, yeah. like, you know, oh, God's there, you know, like, but, like, there'll be, like, moments where it just, like, comes out of nowhere mm, where, like, what the heck, just, like, yeah, like, I can't, like, I could feel the evil inside my heart. And, wow, okay. And it, it'd be, like, another testing point, you know, it's, like, yeah. hey, like, you're you're falling back into, like, judging people again. Because, like, that's something that happens a lot, you know, whenever I get a good streak, I'm like, man, like, these people need to, like, get their stuff together. And it's just like, man. Yeah. I'm breaking, you know, God's most important commandment, right? Yeah. So, you know, it says in Matthew, right, the most important commandment is love God. The second one is just as important, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. When I'm not loving someone. To understand them. I think it's important to... I mean, obviously never judge, but definitely to overcome that, that those sins. Cause I, I get you though. Mm. I've definitely fallen into my own like addictions. I have a, a really strong, which people don't take as serious, mm. but I wish they would as a food addiction. Mm. I think there's like a lot of like, I mean, that's for a different day, different yeah. topic, but I used to have a, a extreme, I still do. I still struggle with food addiction. Mm. Um, but I want to overcome it and I want to mm. believe that God is, I don't want to be a slave to my sin yeah. anymore because your sin really does, um, make you feel more insecure, delays yeah. what God has for you. And I think it's good. I think the the real freedom would be to be over to overcome all those things and still not and still understand when someone is dealing with them yeah. still, but you've overcame it mm-hmm. and not being filled with pride. Mm-hmm. Cuz even at least for me, I've I started watching, well, with pornography, I was free for 6 months mm-hmm. and then I kind of went back into it and it was like the cycle that I had to break mm-hmm. again and I haven't done it since June. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um December now, so it's mm. been six months. Yeah. So I definitely I'm staying strong. I think mm. this time is very. Hopefully this time's different. I'm still praying. Yeah. But it's been six months free from mm. porn, and mm. I don't I don't allow my I don't allow myself to be put into that position of being tempted yeah. because I think with watching Netflix shows, yeah. Um, listening to worldly music. Worldly music took a long time for me to let go mm. of. I don't know how it's been for you. Mm. Um, for me it was like right away, like right away. Wow, that's awesome. So God delivered definitely delivered me from certain things. Certain things, but yeah. He kept certain things. So like keep me humble to teach you about mm-hmm. what to relate to others mm-hmm. in a way i get you yeah but worldly music was a tough one for mm-hmm. me i feel like to me because i had so many addictions i even had a stalking addiction where mm-hmm. I, I would stalk my exes like i'd be like yeah. what are they up to like i couldn't live a day without knowing what they were doing mm-hmm. online and it was really toxic and, and now it's been a month without mm-hmm. where i haven't done that and i think that's to me has been so freeing mm-hmm. so we all deal with our own addictions and it's all in yeah. our own timing but i think it's like we definitely need to 
pray more and trust God mm-hmm. that he will help us overcome those addictions because yeah. he has gotten, I, I think I'm definitely in that position where I'm living miracles. Mm-hmm. Like I am living them because I used to, I know it might sound ridiculous, but I used to never think that I could go a day without searching up my ex's name on mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. I used to never think that I could go a day without searching up my names, my ex's name on TikTok or the girls he was dating. I, yeah. I thought I could never do it. It was to me, I had to know what he was up to. I had to know if he was happier than me. Like I had to know and mm-hmm. every day I would do it. But now it's been like a month already yeah. that I haven't done it. I've been free from it. And I'm still holding on to that faith that I, it will be like that for the rest of mm-hmm. my life. And even food addiction, you know, yeah. food addiction is something I struggled with. And I'm still struggling with that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I don't want to make food my idol because yeah. a lot of times we uh, we allow food to be our comforts. Mm-hmm. And food, um, I think there, there was this like preaching I saw where... Food is um, the devil's favorite sin because it's a mm. subtle sin where it doesn't mm. seem like it's a big deal, but mm. it is because diabetes is one of the main reasons yeah. people die. And if we're dying young, we can't fulfill God's mm. promise of what he wants for our lives. We can't mm. tell other people about Jesus. So gluttony is a big one, but I think we all deal with our own addictions mm. and it's up to, it is, uh, it's our relationship with God that mm. helps us overcome it. So mm. I feel like right now I am living in that li- yeah. in that season of miracles, mm. to be honest. Like if I could call my, my chapter or something, it'd be miracles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, that's good. Um, yeah. I'm nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I mean, what can we see? How would you say, I guess, since you've been dealing, because I wrote down a few things, yeah. but since you've been dealing with um, singleness, how would you say um, you've dealt with heartbreak, heartbreak in the past? Oh, that was so, in the past, it took me years, like, to overcome, like, really? any type of heartbreak. Like, I would be Aww. so addicted, um, even though, like, it's over. Like, yeah. it wouldn't be until I met the next person. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm fully over that. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I understand that. For me, the reason why I came to God last year was because I had been heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I got heartbroken by one of my... This guy I did it. was one of my coworkers. I, I'm very open about it. And I thought I wanted him to be the one. Mm-hmm. And he used to be a Christian, but kind of fell from that life and i know he wanted to but like the bible says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak Mm -hmm. and his flesh was not strong enough and Mm so that's why me and him didn't work out Mm -hmm. so it it, i was i mean i don't know how it is for guys but for me like i was crying almost Mm -hmm. every day over him and i didn't get over him until i would say i met the next one but even then it was still hard because i thought he was special you know in my mind Mm -hmm. i thought he was special and i I recently I even went through my own heartbreak um and that's like a long story. I have not been dating but mm. I did reconnect with someone for like a day and then mm. it didn't work out mm. um cuz it wasn't from God but it was the closure I needed from God to finally heal and move on and I think there was a lot of times where I was like God I just want to be healed. I just want to mm. be healed but I wasn't allowing myself to be broken. Yeah. And I think like when in the brokenness is when I met God mm. and I really you guys there is one day where and this is, I don't know how it is for the guys, but for the girls, I was heartbroken because I found out something on social media that just, my heart just shattered. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like it went down. It meant like, it just collapsed. And I went, I remember I was in, um, at my job and during my lunch hour, I was, I was holding on to my tears. I think it's so hard mm-hmm. when you're heartbroken and you're going through a shift. Like, it's super hard. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, you're waiting for those eight hours to be gone and you're mm. just in that pain. But I went to, for lunch, I went to my car and I cried and I mm. cried and I held on to the verse that said, um, 
I am near, I am near the brokenhearted and those who are mm-hmm. crushed in spirit. So it's God prom- making those promises yeah. where I am near you right now because you are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. And I was also so weak. Mm-hmm. And that's when God says, my strength is perfect. Mm-hmm. So that week I cried out to God and I held on to that verse. And I also held on because there were times where I wanted to get revenge, mm-hmm. like on the people that hurt me. Um, but I know that God is a God who he takes, he says, don't, don't take revenge. Like mm-hmm. the, the revenge is on me. Like he's going to take the revenge for me. And I wanted to, like, I want to be that crazy girl, like that mm-hmm. crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. But because of God, because I know my worth and my identity in him, I did not allow myself to do that. And I read this book recently. It's called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh-uh, I Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And it was talking about how forgiveness is so much better than revenge. Mm-hmm. And I really understand that so much in this season because this was a season of forgiveness where I was forgiving myself and my ex, mostly myself though, for allowing that again. Because I had already known, I think sometimes it takes um, multiple times of you getting hurt for you mm-hmm. to finally learn your lesson. And there's this verse I actually wanted mm-hmm. to like point out because this has been like my season verse. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's so... So it says, okay, it's 2 Corinthians 7. Now I am glad I sent it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have. So you were not harmed by us in mm-hmm. any way. So this was a pain that it caused me to repent and change mm-hmm. my ways officially mm-hmm. and to trust God because I had prayed a long time for closure from that person specific- mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting it. And I, yeah. and I was mad at God because I was like, God, like I'm, I was, it's like the worst feeling. It's, a, it's like the worst feeling to be single, but also brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two things that like suck the most. And also you feel like God is just not there. And you're like, God, I'm so broken over this person and you're not sending me anybody new. And that's mm-hmm. how I felt for this mostly, most of this year. I was mm-hmm. so like just, frustrated with God and I kept going back and forth with him mm-hmm. and um, finally though I prayed and I prayed for closure and I finally got it from this person mm-hmm. so when we met up and we talked it it was heartbreaking but it gave me the closure I needed mm-hmm. and I think that ext- that pain that I felt in that season which was probably like in September I felt this extreme pain it caused me to change my ways mm-hmm. which is when my lust officially stopped Mm -hmm. because I still definitely still deal with it but not the way I used to I think back then it was probably before Christ it was definitely like at 105% Mm -hmm. with lust Mm -hmm. I was always lusting then after Christ like last year it was 80% Mm -hmm. now it's I would say like 40% Mm -hmm. so it went down the percentage of my lust Mm -hmm. if there's like a lust measure I would that's how it's explain Mm -hmm. it but it went down and it's because I was in so much pain mm. because my lust had caused me pain because it made me go after the guy that was not right for me. Yeah. That a guy that just wanted to lead me to his bedroom instead of lead me to like reading the Bible. Mm. And because of that, it officially caused me to really change my ways. And that's when I stopped listening to any music that talked about sex. Almost, I, most of my songs are like mm. more pure. And that's something though that I had, it was a process. I know yeah. a lot of times people get scared when they're like, wait, I need to, I can't listen to like Drake anymore. Mm. And it's like, like, to be honest, if you really want to fully pursue God, there's some songs of him that you can't. If yeah. anything, you probably can't listen to any songs of Drake mm-hmm. because you don't know what he's talking about. But it's a process. It's something that you have to want to do. Mm-hmm. Not, It's not something that God's going to force on you. It's something mm-hmm. that he's going to, like, it's going to, it's like a process. And that's mm-hmm. what happened to me. It was a process of me getting hurt so many times by my lust and by my decisions because of lust mm-hmm. that I finally decided to stop doing certain things where I don't, I really, if I ever have like a fantasy over some guy that I find attractive, I completely like just Mm -hmm. flee from it. You know, the Bible says 
flee yeah. from sexual immorality, you know? Mm. So now I've been doing it. Back then I wasn't really fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I have been. Wow. Yeah. No, that is a testament, you know, of the goodness of God. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you know, he's able to, like, uh, you know, work through those things. And it's, that's how it's been for me, too. Like, it's been the heartbreaks that I've been like, yes. man, I got to go back to God. That's why, like, these past six months, I had a heartbreak during the summer. I don't really? know if I told you. No, you didn't. I'm not going to say it over here, but, like, oh, basically man. somebody moved in. You know, oh. I picked them up from, like, the street. It wasn't my friend. Like, they were homeless for a bit, and yeah. I fell in love. And me and her had kind of, like, a, a spark last year or something like that. So it was definitely, like, an opportunity for the devil, like, to, mm. to work. But God used it as a way to, like, you know, help me help somebody and help her, you know, reconnect back with her family and stuff like that. But yeah. And with that, like, I... F- I fell in love because I felt like a provider and stuff Aww. like that. We lived together for five days and I was even thinking, man, I need to get another job. And Oh my but, gosh. Aww. But ended up not being like the, she wasn't the one. Um, and I had to find out like maybe two or three months later that she was like doing stuff oh. that were back to her old life that were ungodly. And that was a confirmation I needed to be like, okay, I'm glad that person that yeah. heard that um, told me so I could finally, because that's what it takes for me to move on. Like for me to know like, oh. They're doing stuff like that. This and person's not from God if they're yeah. still in that same life. And I, I didn't see them for like a couple months until like last week oh. or two weeks ago. I saw them at like a grocery store because they blocked oh. me and stuff like that. And if, <gasps> oh, dang. And, but they said hi. They're like, hey, how are you doing? Like all like being nice to me and stuff like that. And oh. it was, it's funny because like these past couple months have been some of the most tempting as far like bringing oh. actual real like women in my life. Like, oh. you know, like those there's people out, like those yeah, friends that I met so, I was like you so know they're, they're pretty girls and stuff like that and yeah. like I've been meeting a lot of just like we passed by like the the gym and yeah. there was pre- there was some girls talking to yeah. Marjan yeah so I was like there's been a lot of pretty girls that have been coming into my life and mm. it was just like what's going on you know it's like and you know and it's gonna be like that though yeah. even when you're married you're still gonna be tempted there's gonna be plenty of beautiful I remember sadly I remember I used to work with one of um one of my coworkers who he was married mm-hmm. and he would call me babe like every oh, wow. once in a while and I remember I felt weird and it kind of gave me trust issues so I was like this man's married and I felt like he was faithful but why is he calling me that I mean yeah. I don't know maybe it was endearment but also it's like nah, you kind of know yeah like, you kind of <laughs> know, know like mm. yeah, but there is that's why you need I mean he wasn't a man of God like he didn't yeah. even know who God is so I mean yeah. even when you're married yeah. and I think right now it's good that you're doing it right now and you're able to control yourself mm-hmm. because well, it's, it's not me it's like it's God, <laughs> it's God. yeah it's definitely. God but it's God working in you yeah. and it shows that when you are when if God ever does give you that wife mm-hmm. and that person that you're going to be able to control yourself because mm-hmm. if you can't control yourself now as you're single how can you do it yeah, later that's true yeah great perspective to have and it, it's kind of show me too like the cuz cuz in my mind like you know, I would see girls and be like man that girl's pretty I wish I could talk to her mm-hmm. and I kid you not, like, every girl that I've thought that about, like, God has brought me them to me. Like, <laughs> to have, like, like there's this one girl. I hope she doesn't watch this so she doesn't know I'm talking about her. But, like, we had a, you know, we went to, I'm not going to say it just in case. But, uh, you know, we had interactions and I was like, what? We spent, like, pretty much, like, a couple hours together, you know, wow. just, like, out of nowhere. And it was, like, this was the girl that I was, like, oh, she's pretty. But then I got to know her a bit and it was, like, you know, it's not what, she's cool, but it's not what I thought. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's God's like, hey, like, it's yeah. not what you think it is. And it's kind of been, it'd be like a guy's dream. Like, wow, like, I've been talking to like, all the pretty girls that I always wanted to talk to. And, yeah. Now I'm like, I have like some type of relationship with them as like hmm. a friend wise. But, you know. I feel like looks could be deceiving. Mm-hmm. Looks, are, I think looks have been really, I mean, obviously there's nothing wrong with, what is your perspective on being physically attracted? Like, do you think it's very important? I think, I think it is so, that's being a case. Being physically attracted. Because. Well, let me just clarify the question so they yeah. understand. Like, I feel like sometimes there's good people, where, but we're not physically yeah. attracted to them, so we don't want to be with them. But yeah. do you think that it should always be like that? So I mean, 
I guess it depends, but I think it, it definitely should be a thing to consider because that's yeah. how God made us. He made us to look a certain way. And it's biologically too, you know, you have to match <laughs> with somebody that shares the same level of like attraction, attraction to towards you and yeah. stuff like that. And that's, you know, God made biology, God made like our hormones. So he made yeah. us that way. So it's definitely a thing, but yeah. it shouldn't be like the only everything. Yeah. That's true. Because God sees people differently. Yeah. I remember my sister, because my sister is probably the one person who's seen me struggle the most with being mm-hmm. single. And uh, she sent me this TikTok and it was actually really, it talked a lot of, like a lot about singleness, but she said, don't look for a man who is your type. Look for yeah. someone that's God's type. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I've been more open to it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm kind of, but it is also hard not to idolize someone when you do start talking to them. Yeah. Um, because you really... You don't know, you know, and you, I get like you do idolize the one a lot. Yeah. I, I definitely idolized it. But, you know, when I was praying, because I, I um, spent the day kind of by myself. So mm-hmm. I was praying to God today. And um, I feel like God was telling me that there's a song. It's in Spanish, but it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. But so in, in the song, it says, I must say it in Spanish first and I'll say it in okay. English. But it says when God's asking the, the lady, she's like Dominican. She was singing and she's like. She sings like, ¿Quién quieres más? A mí o a el hombre a tu lado? Which mm. means God is asking her, who do you love more? Me or the man by your side? Mm. And this was, she's talking about her own testimony. Because while she's singing, she's kind mm. of ministering to everybody. She's like, God gave me a test and he asked me, who do I love more? And yeah. I think mo- a lot of us, like men and women, we are, we are, um, tested with that who do we love more mm-hmm. and when we love a person more we always fail mm-hmm. my dad even says there's been times where he's listened to my mom over god and yeah. that's when the finances were screwed up mm-hmm. that's when something bad happened in the family because he idolized my mom over my dad mm-hmm. over over god and so a lot of times we put our everything in a person who is so temporary mm-hmm. you know like everything is temporary in this world even our spouses mm-hmm. who you marry Absolutely. who i marry Absolutely. that's gonna die but the only relationship that is gonna last forever is yours and god mm-hmm. you're not gonna be married in heaven the bible yeah. never says Scripture that just says the opposite it's like nobody's gonna be married yeah there's mm-hmm. nothing like that so um i think it's crazy how we obsess over something that's temporary mm-hmm. when we should obsess over our relationship with yeah. god and be content with that but it's not easy i mean mm-hmm. i know there's been times where i've gone and i think for people who are single and watching this I mean, yes, to go to married couples and certain things, but definitely go to people that are like that are single and understand your yeah. struggle. Because I've gone to like my youth pastor, and I love him. Shout yeah. out to him, John Miranda. You're the best. <laughs> I love him. But I've definitely gone to people who are married and they don't understand the the, mm. the struggle of being single because they yeah. haven't been single for long. You know, they mm. don't know what it means. Like where compared to, I've gone to people who are single. They understand and they actually validate. Like if you are hurt, if you are in pain, if you do mm. feel lonely, like those feelings are valid, but your feelings are not, they cannot be your God. You yeah. know, they cannot be your everything. Like God is everything. And that's hard to say. It's because I know how it's, how hard it's been to hear people preach and talk about singleness, but it's like, but you're not listening to me. Like I'm still struggling, mm-hmm. but it's more like my relationship with God is what comes first over anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then the Bible says like my, especially one of my huge verses is seek the kingdom of God yep. and everything else will be added Matthew to you. Matthew 633. Oh, okay. I, I read that. Memorize, I it. Matthew 16 from or Matthew 6 from 19 or 33. I, I read that constantly. It's That's good. Like almost every day I, I have to read it. And um, But yeah, it's like, you know, with that too, like God has been teaching me like his presence is a lot better than yeah. like being with a girl. Than a counterfeit. Than a counterfeit. Because, um, you know, just this whole like two years of like being in Christ, he's been teaching me like, hey, like your life is better like in me. That's why he says to me, you yeah. know. And it's like I experienced it like, 
throughout these years, like, I, I know, like, you know, at the beginning of usually people's journeys, they get the emotional high of like, oh, yeah, you know, for Christ and stuff like that. You know, I was like that. You were like that. I mean, but like, but I feel like I wasn't too much like that because mm-hmm. I wasn't a very emotional person. So I couldn't get like, it, it took me a while for me to like truly love God. Like, mm. like I would say my relationship is a lot it's been growing like a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not as like flamboyant or crazy. I, was, <laughs> I used to be like super charismatic. I was like, you know, you got to slay your demons kind of stuff. You know, you got to curse the devil. Okay. Like and stuff like that. But now it's more like I have a deeper, richer, like more, more humble, like relationship with God. And it's like more yeah. fulfilling too, because it's, it's not based on like how loud it is when I pray or how much emotion is behind it. It's like... It's more intimate. It's intimate. Like, it's every single moment. And it's moment real. And it's real. It's like, it keeps yeah. expanding too. That's good. And with that, like, is a growing desire. Like, to... Because, like, it's one thing to, like, you know, idolize and to, like, lust over something. Yeah. But it's also a different thing to, like, not no longer have the desire for lust. Yeah. Instead of, like, trying to just, like, try to block it all the time. Yeah. Like, I want to get to a point where it's like, I could look at something as, like, I just don't desire. Like, it looks gross. Hmm. And like the desire for God is more there. That's how it was for me. Like when, like with music too. Like yeah. Like it flipped a switch. Like, like most people like don't get it like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like a switch because because God had to show me like how much power He had. Wow. And like my desire for like world of music, like it was just like I could listen it just to it. Left. It was just yeah. like I don't like it. Like yeah. it doesn't sound good anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I desire worship music. It's more. true. It, it does happen. I know that right now. Right now, when you were saying that you don't want to desire lust, I think for me, I still struggle with that because mm-hmm. I definitely like I'm. I mean, I'm single and I'm mm-hmm. I'm definitely joyful. Like I feel so much mm-hmm. peace being single. But I do desire somebody yeah. like for sure one day when the time is right and mm-hmm. in God's timing. So I think like I do still struggle with lust. How I say like forty percent, where I still mm-hmm. see someone that I find attractive. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not as much as I used to. I guess I could see what you're saying. But when it comes to music, when I put on um, some a song, like when a song just randomly plays on the radio, I already feel like kind of like, no, I don't want to hear this anymore. Yeah. But it's not, it means someone else is playing it. It's not me in yeah. my car. And I already, I, I, the desire is gone. Mm-hmm. I, I want to listen to like Christian, like mm-hmm. music that talks about Jesus because like there's a spirit and the Holy Spirit does that. You know, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit gives you discipline yeah. and it, it gives you new desires of yeah. your heart. Because mm-hmm. I used to desire wanting to have all the attention of mm-hmm. like a of a, multiple guys. And now mm-hmm. I just want to give one person attention, mm-hmm. you know, or now I, I honestly, I'm just very content with just being by myself and just like being holy to God and pursuing him over idolizing a person. Because I also just know what it, I, I know what it's feels like to idolize someone even at church because mm-hmm. i've definitely had like my crushes at church yeah. too not recently but back when i was younger i've had like my crushes and i used to idolize them so much but i was also super young mm-hmm. and um it did nothing good for me nothing good to idolize um mm-hmm. certain men and i think also the same for them you know uh, i don't want to be like an idol for someone either so mm-hmm. yeah definitely well you know that's the goodness of god you know he's like the only one that could be fulfilling but yeah anyways uh but it's also hard y'all so it's like we don't want to make it seem like christians are always happy like we Mm -hmm. definitely go through our ups and downs and you know like we cry you know yesterday i cried because i was hurt over something that had nothing to do with what we're talking about right now but we we're not christians i think sometimes there's this like stigma that christians are always happy and it's annoying i understand i used to feel that way too that's why i didn't want to go to church because i'm like that's not real like Mm -hmm. we and to be honest guys we are not always happy like we go through a lot of trials Mm -hmm. every day if anything sometimes when i became a christian life got harder for me it got way worse there was so many new temptations many new things that i didn't deal with before but it's what 
it's not even that we're happy. It's the joy yeah. that even in the hardships, even in the singleness, even in the heartbreaks, we have joy. Mm-hmm. And that's something because, you know, when I was in the world, I was going through heartbreak mm-hmm. as well. I also had a season of singleness, but I had no joy. Mm-hmm. And whereas like now I have joy because yeah. of God. And that makes all the difference, even in this, even in the times, the seasons of heartbreak, the sing- seasons of loneliness, mm-hmm. the seasons of fulfillment, you know, I have joy. And I think mm-hmm. that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to ask, because I know we're mm. going to be done with yeah. this. I wonder how long we've gone. But I want to ask, um, what would you say, I guess, to young Christian men that are, like, single and are dealing with lust? Like, what would you say for to encourage them? Um, you know, just for encouragement, um, I think one thing is to not idolize, like, your own abilities to overcome things. And realize that that's mm. not going to... That's impossible. Like the scripture tells us, you cannot do it on your own. You need the... On your own strength. On your own strength. You need the power of Christ. And yeah. it, we can get caught up in the trap of needing to do a bunch of discipline and stuff like that. But it, it's truly... Righteousness is truly a gift from the Holy Spirit. And I think the number one thing you could do is you got to put Christ... You got to pursue him first. Everything else, they have to go down the drain. And sometimes we think mm. it's only less that we are idolizing or struggling with. But remember... We idolize money too. Yeah. I know a lot of men are like out there trying to be successful, yeah. trying to get wealthy. Hey, that's gonna like if you have one sin, you have all you have the mechanism for all of them. So don't think that you're perfect just because you can overcome lust. So you know, money, fame, control, all these things. There, there are little thorns in you that if you don't chop off, if they're not chopped off, like lust is gonna creep in. Mm-hmm. And God is just like putting those things to your attention. Like it's not just lust. So definitely. Building, a real, you gotta seek like God first, no matter what. Like, you gotta trust that He yeah. is. You gotta trust that He is the one for you. And it's even though it might not seem like it, like you you need like a woman in your life. Um, God is gonna fulfill you like a hundred percent. The Scripture is real when it comes to that. So that's just you got. You gotta seek God and everything else. You gotta try at least you know attempt to let it go by by seeking God first. Mm. That's it. That's like the base most basic advice. You know, it takes time and you kind of like experience that and step into it. But yeah, see God first. If you mess up, don't be ashamed about it. Like God has forgiven you. As long as you're still in him, as long as you keep seeking him, like he's going to give you grace. And it's okay because we're we're human. We're going to make mistakes. But um, I think it's like... It's like seeking the kingdom of God first and everything else will be added to you. Because yeah. I also don't think there's anything wrong with wanting, desiring a wife. Yeah, there's nothing absolutely. wrong with desiring money. That's something that we do need. There's nothing wrong with desiring um, to be successful. I feel like those are good things that God put in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just, it depends how we go about it. You know, it's money isn't the problem. It's the love of money. Yeah. It's putting, making that an idol. So that's why it's always good to, it's always the most important thing is to seek God mm. first before everything else and money, success, yeah. a good woman or a good man, those will be added to you mm. along with those. But it's not, well, it's not seeking God for those things, yeah. but it's just seeking God first and knowing that trusting him enough that those things will be added to you. Mm. And of course there are also times where you, you have to go for it. Yeah. You know, like you can't, you can't be laying in bed all day mm. and you expect all these things to come. Like God does make us people of to work hard. Mm. And I mean, the book of Proverbs, talks a lot about, I love the book of Proverbs. Yeah. I'm like, it always, it, I feel like it's always calling me out. Yeah. I'm like, they like they roasting me here. Mm. But okay, yeah, that's good. But you know, even regardless, if you don't get what you want in this life, um, you know, God promises something us something better in the life to come. Um, as long as you have, you know, faith in Jesus Christ, because yeah, you, you might not have important. a you might not have a kingdom here on this earth, 
but you have a kingdom of heaven, and there's ultimately more riches. Um, God is going to, he promises us a new body too. So a new earth. So you're going to look better. The body's not going to die. Oh, the girl's going to get BBLs. I'm kidding. (laughs) You know, whatever that looks like. You know, I, I might be. I'm pretty sure all the girls want the BBLs. I might be white, blonde hair, blue eyes, six feet tall. I don't know. Whatever God has in store for you. I feel like it's better. not gonna be like anything of this world. No, it's gonna be look like. something that I don't know. God's ways are crazy. I mean, <laughs> He promised you something better. But you know, that's the gospel for you guys, my friend. I know. Yeah. I had to plug that in. Um, put your faith in Jesus Christ. He makes you a new it's creation. True, and he does. Friends, so. He really does. I'm. So happy that someone, I became a Christian because this guy told me, he was, he came to my school and he told us about Jesus. And I'm really grateful that he told me about the gospel because mm. I was raised in church, but I didn't really know, you know, mm. it's crazy how you can be raised in church, but yeah. you never know God. It's kind of yeah. like, it's like you going to someone's house every Sunday, but you never meet the owner. You never oh, yeah. meet the owner of the house. You just meet the visitors, the guests. Mm. And it's because a lot of times the owner is probably not there some there's a lot of churches that don't really have god in it it's a bunch Mm -hmm. of church politics and i think when you go to the right church you know that god is there you feel Mm -hmm. his presence and at the end of the day even when you're by yourself like you Mm -hmm. feel god's presence you know he's there so it was Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. but um yeah yeah but um I think we're running out of time. Yeah, how I know. We're like at, I think, an hour 15. No I, way. The, the clock was right. <laughs> so we're, we're almost running out of footage. So, I mean. Oh, okay. I mean, we could end here unless you have any final words. Um, I just want to say, I guess, to the women that are dealing with um, lust and singleness, just know that God's way is the best way and that if you do it the worldly way, you're going to waste a lot of time, a lot of tears, because once you meet Jesus, you're chosen by Jesus. You cannot run away. You can try. But you're chosen like you. I think there was a friend who told me like once you experience the real love of God, you always go back to it. So I know sometimes we try to find a quick way out because for me, I try to date uh, people and I'm trying to find a quick way out to for my problems, quick solution. But I, it's not going to work that way because God already chose me. And I know that that's he has someone else, someone good in store for me. So I just want any young woman dealing with that just know that god is the way and i know it's not easy but keep watching podcasts like this and keep reading your bibles because it really does help listening to other people speak does help me a lot Mm -hmm. um and going to church and talking them you know like what like individuals like me that are dealing with the same thing Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah because we're all the same we're all sinners we're all going through going through the same thing so yeah so we're here for you but anyways um i'm gonna pray us out you know for all the listeners out there yes Close your eyes. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> so, dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for just bringing us here today to talk about your word and to you know have this discussion with my sister Lila. And Thanks, for all the viewers out there who are listening to this podcast, whether it be right now, a year from now, or 10 years from now, Lord, I just pray that whatever they hear, Lord, um, is edifying to them, that the word of God can be placed in their hearts and minds, Lord. And I just also pray for... You know, all those who do not know Christ, who are stumbling on this podcast for whatever reason, it might have been an accident. We know there's no accidents, Lord. You brought them to this podcast for a reason. I just pray that you encounter them, Lord, and that they have a willing heart to to experience you, to get to know who you are, and to make you their Lord and Savior. And Father God, I just want to pray for all the men and women struggling with lust, with pornography addiction, with um, dating struggles and especially idolatry for marriage and the church, and also for unbelievers as well. I just pray that you um, help them find the truth about finding fulfillment in Christ alone. 
And yes, knowing that in Christ is the fullness of God and it's through a relationship with him that there is completeness in our lives and that the Bible doesn't stutter when it says this, Lord. And just let him lean into that promise, Lord. And also, I just pray for this generation, yes, um, for everybody, actually, in regards to the dating scene. I yes, pray that there's a big shift towards godly relationships, yes, that they see the fruits of all the, of the ways that are not your ways, all the bad fruit from that. And I pray that it helps them turn away from those things and um, it makes them turn back to you, Lord, because we know that when we face and see real evil, it is not something that we want to be a part of because yes, when there's more evil, it makes us run away from evil and wants yes, us to turn to the, to the good, to, to God, to Jesus Christ. And Lord, um, I just pray too that we continue to make more content for you, that we continue to make more podcasts for you. Lord, let this be a generation that you know creates media for Christ, um, a generation that spreads the gospel uh, through these platforms, Lord. And I pray that you inspire everybody in this way. And I just want to see all these things that we have done today and that this you know, message will do in the future. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, really, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, know. you guys. Bye. I'm Marjan Kemkem, and this is Lila Losi. And you can find us where? Um, Losi Films. Uh, my, this is my Jesus, Jesus Pilled podcast. I'm going to put that under there. Okay, Jesus Pilled. Okay. Jesus Pilled. Just Marjan Kemkem. That's it on every platform. Our names are both tongue twisters because yeah. mine's Lila Losi. Lila Losi. Marjan Kemkem. All righty, guys. Okay, bye. Thank you. God bless. Woo.